welcome to the Research and Innovation Podcast. I'm Ursula Balderson, a Research Fellow at the Centre for Employment Relations, Innovation and Change at Leeds University Business School. Today I'm going to be speaking with Oleg Spohr, who's a lead expert on energy and climate change issues at EcoRes Poland. Hello, thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast. I'm really glad to be with you today, Ursula, and to talk about our topic. Great, yeah, it's going to be lovely to speak with you. This is part of our project on Just Transitions, a global exploration, which is funded by the Hans Buckler Foundation. So you may have listened to our colleagues, Vera and Dennis, introduce this project, which is a 12 country case comparison of just transition activities and climate change related activities undertaken by unions. And we're in the very early stages of research. Um, and Oleg is leading on Poland and has quite a good understanding of some of the changes that are taking place in the Polish economy around climate change. So it's going to be really interesting to hear his early thoughts on how workers might be affected by those. So Oleg, can you start by telling me a bit about how climate change mitigation policies are likely to affect Poland and what sort of things might be implemented first? Well, I, I think what is int- important to say at the beginning is that climate policies of the of the EU, which shaped the last decade of energy transition in Poland, has affected in many ways the economy. But what is important to say in Polish context is that the very important role of coal production, coal sector and, and jobs in coal sector makes the, the Polish case quite different from, from other cases around the EU. And I think this, the past history, the, the history of transition teaches us one thing, that the economic approach or technological approach to the transition, to energy transition, to coal phase-out is insufficient. It is, and it always has been about the, the human aspect, which was too often forgotten in, in the whole story. So what I think is important to say is that Polish economy is quite resilient and starting from 2008 crisis, but also looking at the recent crisis of COVID and the war in Ukraine, the Polish economy is in in relatively good shape. However, what makes the challenge such a big topic for in, in the European debate is the reliance on coal. And just two figures to give an idea how strong the reliance on coal is in Poland, is probably important to say that around 70% of electricity production is based on coal. And the second figure, uh, there are currently over 80,000 coal, both coal and lignite miners in Poland. And given the fact that these jobs are usually very much concentrated in particular areas of Poland, this, these numbers are quite, quite substantial. So, yeah, this is, this is the challenge we have. Obviously, the EU, European Union, with its ambitious targets of net zero in 2050, makes it very difficult for Poland to adjust given the, the specificity that, that dates back to way before the accession to the EU. And I would say that the probably important thing to know is that coal sector dates back to early 19th century in Poland, which makes the, the history, the social, economic development, uh, urbanization processes, which make it 
all very complex and difficult setup, which is now to be somehow transformed in, into new patterns of development for, for Poland. Interesting. Yeah, so a lot of jobs in coal mining, a lot of jobs in coal-fired energy production. And bearing this in mind, has the topic of a just transition started to emerge in political discourse yet? Yes, and of, of course, this topic, as probably in many other EU member states, uh, began to be discussed in somewhere around 2018, just after the creation of the platform for coal regions in transition, which was launched in December 2017. And this, I think, was a trigger both at the European and Polish level to discuss not very new issues, but to have an opportunity to put together once again the different issues of transition, of coal sector, of regional development, of justice, which in Poland would be rather a solidarity probably, given the historical background of trade unions and the name of the main Polish trade union, Solidarność which was created in 1918 and in the late 80s and early 90s was at the forefront of democratic changes in Poland. So, so again, this complex history makes, makes the concept of just transition in a sense new, but at the same time, the experience and knowledge about this process and about this concept is somehow... Is, is already there. Some parts of this concept were implemented already for last over three decades. So the process is already underway. Can you just explain a little bit more what you mean by that, please? Yes. So probably it's important to say that just transition as such is now associated mainly with the just transition fund or just transition mechanism of which just transition fund is a part of. And there are different sets of, of debate probably in different fora, but starting from the academia and experts, which probably at the very early stage started to work on the topic and many articles and papers started to be written in 2018-2019, were considering mostly the concept, the, the just transition as a concept. Now, Along that process, of course, and probably more importantly, the community of practitioners, so both from the local governments, central governments, but also co private company representatives and trade unions, started to work on practical implementation of this new concept for the first time put by the European Commission. And one novelty that occurred in that process was the new setup of discussion, which enabled some actors as, for instance, NGOs, academia, but also local government representatives to appear in those discussions on a more equal footing. And this is mainly due to the fact that prior to the Just Transition platform, the discussion in Poland was happening mostly between trade unions and the government with participation, of course, of, of private sectors, of coal sector, but even not that much important. So this domination of trade unions and government in this discussion was somehow interrupted by the, by the new 
European platform for coal regions. And this was an amazing opportunity to new idea to appear, to, to conduct a real dialogue. And probably this will be more important than any other attempt to reform the coal sector in Poland that, that has taken place in the in last 30 years. Interesting. So how did this inclusion of a wider variety of stakeholders in discussions affect the type of policies that were being proposed or the way in which the discussion was conducted? Well, I think it, this is not even the debate, but I would say more uh, important was the fact that the Just Transition Fund, which is the backbone of the Just Transition Mechanism, was to be distributed based on the territorial just transition plans. And I think the need to prepare uh, individually by each region such a plan was a trigger to collaboration between different stakeholders. And I think this is this was an, a great opportunity to for different stakeholders to take part in it. There is the sense of success is greater among and shared among different stakeholders in others in other regions this process m- was more harsh and not as uh, many stakeholders felt successful with the final results but regardless of the quality of the dialogue which i think is still something to be evaluated and maybe improved in the future mm, interesting so can you just tell me a little bit more about exactly what's happening in maybe one or two of the coal-affected regions or the regions where coal industry really dominates? So I mean the six coal regions in Poland where coal production takes place and which were initially treated as eligible for the just transition mechanism um, now, not all of them, not all of those six regions were uh, chosen. And so two of them were rejected, given the fact that their ambition in terms of phase out of coal and uh, replacement of the coal sector by other economic activities was uh, not sufficient. Uh, but, but generally, I mean that the mechanism enforced somehow uh, more open dialogue and more a uh, dialogue on a more equal footing among stakeholders. And so, do populations who are going to be affected by just transition or just transition policies um, feel sufficiently supported in terms of what is currently being proposed, or are you not quite at the level of having concrete proposals to make to populations yet? It's a difficult question. Um... As, as there are six regions and, and in each coal region, the setup of stakeholders is different. There is no one also overarching study yet uh, on, on this topic. Uh, so, so my knowledge here is, is uh, fragmented, let's say, and rather based on discussions with different, different uh, stakeholders. But I would say that Involvement in TJTP's uh, uh, elaboration helped to channel this energy of stakeholders in the right direction. So this was something that stakeholders were working hard. And um, until now, I think this creates a sense of satisfaction. Now, the the negative side of, of the whole process is that something I heard from the uh, trade union members in one of the coal regions in Poland, 
was that over five years of, of the EU and the government working on a just transition, of the Polish government, and of course regional governments as well, still there is no real money put into real projects, which is kind of, if you put it this way, this is kind of um, frustrating. Uh, but at the same time, I think that the number of processes that was initiated over last years, also thanks to the technical assistance provided by the European commissions and its uh, different bodies, and the money that is on the horizon are creating an opportunity for stakeholders to to involve uh, with a positive result and, and, and sense of success in the further processes. Now, I think what is important to say um, is that there is a sort of stalemate between the Polish government and the European Commission. And this is not very much related to coal transition, to, to just transition process. Uh, it is in the in other area uh, of the reforms of the legal system in Poland. And doubts of the European Commission about the rule of law uh, during that process in Poland uh, withheld the money that were assigned to Poland as a recovery fund, including the Just Transition Fund. And this is, this is the start made is, in this year is particularly painful as the projects which were to be implemented uh, as a way forward with the Just Transition process are now on hold. And this is unclear yet which regions would risk and start to implement those projects without clear guarantee from the Polish government and the European Commission that this money will be back on the table and as planned earlier. So so this is quite interesting moment. I I hope and, and I'm sure all the stakeholders hope that this stalemate will will end shortly. And uh, and uh, coal villages will be able to implement different projects to keep the pace of transition. Wow, that's so interesting. That's just a part of just transition policy making that you don't really expect to have such a key influence, do you? The relationships between these, you know, the Polish government and the exact shade of p- political party that's in power, and what's happening at the EU and. Uh, yeah, I think that's very interesting to hear that the funds are being withheld and that one of the factors stopping just transition rollout is um, this conflict between these parties that doesn't even have anything to do with climate change. That sounds like a really interesting note to end on. Thank you so much for your time, Oleg. Um, it's been really great speaking to you. I hope to catch up with you again soon. Thank you very much. Later in the series, we'll be speaking to all of our different country case partners about what's happening in their countries. So I really hope you'll be able to tune in and hear more about what's happening in this project and some just transition activities that are going on across the world. Mm-hmm.